0: Hi, I am Lot, Lady of Tarth. Hyphen posts on Tumblr. Joined with Chicky. Hey,
1: I am Chicky Chickrun on Tumblr. Clotho. Hi, I'm Clotho. Clotho Spindle on Tumblr. Eon. Hi, this is Eon. Eon Blue Negative on Tumblr. And Guile. Hi, this is Guile. Guile and Subterfuge on Tumblr. Hey, everybody.
0: You hey, what and up? <laughs> <laughs> so we're bringing our coverage of Catelyn, in a way, to a close with the epilogue to A Storm of Swords. So spoiler alerts, um, we will be spoiling the A Song of Ice and Fire book series as well as potentially the Game of Thrones TV show. And I want to commend everybody on the coverage of the Catelyn book chapters. I didn't get to listen to them all, but the ones I did were phenomenal. And um I think you guys did a bang up job.
2: So well, thank awesome.
0: You. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Awesome. It's it's been a journey. A long <laughs> torturous journey. It has. It's <laughs> like a dance with dragons. <laughs>
0: yes. Except it actually kind of has an ending. <laughs> <Yeah. No>. Burn. <laughs> No, like I say, with all sincerity, like, it was interesting, um, being a listener of the podcast and stepping away from, you know, participating in the, in the recordings. But I'm like, God damn, our podcast is good. (laughs) So like, fuck, why aren't we on more lists, guys? Get out there and recommend this podcast. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) I've listened to some a of a the th- others, and I'm just saying they suck. That's all. <laughs> 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 that's so good at
2: promoting us. We're not gonna us dragging everyone us. else into the mud. <laughs>
3: <laughs> when you when they go low, we go lower.
0: <laughs> hey, that's a tagline.
3: <laughs> hey,
0: the fr- that could be a phrase motto too. <laughs> oh
2: God, it could be. Uh, speaking
0: of fray, let's start. <laughs> So we begin the chapter with Merritt Frey, and uh, he's on his way to settle a ransom for Peter Pimple, um, heading up to Old Stones, um, and he's surrounded by thick forests, and what he can just sense is a whole bunch of countless unseen outlaws surrounding him in these bushes. He ponders on what it is to be Merit. Drunk, he's got a shoe for a wife, and a father who despises him. He's fighting a massive headache and hoping that it doesn't worsen. A squirrel startles him and then he tries to psych himself up, you know, it's, it's nothing. It's not like the old brotherhood is out there in full force now that they, um, are a sorry and weakened bunch. We had to, um, he had to practically beg his father for this task, but he thinks he shouldn't think ill of Peter getting caught while visiting whores. His face is pretty hideous after all. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have to say, I love this glimpse of what we, of the life we get back at the towers, um, with Black Walder yeah. sleeping with everyone's wives and like, oh, even his daughter, like fat Walda. And then uh, they have that beautiful quote where he's like, why buy a cow when there were udders
1: all around begging to be milked? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It yeah. sounds like most of the prey kids, they never move out of the house. They just stay there. <laughs>
3: <laughs> like, like a serene. Summer- intergen- summer- but <laughs> like the intergenerational soap opera families were inexplicably like yes. they're all living
0: in the yeah. same house, except oh, there there's was like a building. It's South Fork. <laughs> <laughs> like I gotta help but think like, you know, you think incest is rampant with like, you know, the Lannisters <laughs> twins. Oh, I think it gosh. must be pretty damn crazy with the Frey household. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, and
3: you could be like, well, we're only half, half third cousins, right? you know? <laughs>
0: so... <laughs>
2: It is interesting though you get like kind of a peek behind the curtain of like how the dynamics of the house work and like Merritt is talking about the fact that you can only really trust your own full siblings like mm-hmm. the ones that you all have the same mom and stuff which is really interesting. And um, even
0: then them only so much. That's right. right. stressful
2: <laughs> always on edge.
0: Well and it's you know I don't know
3: if he's gotten to the part where he's kind of talking about he's 40 and you know he's He's, like, basically wondering who's going to feed him when Walder dies.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, chaos. <laughs> well, it sounds pretty legit, because it's like, you know, Walder let his family get so ridiculously big. Why would the next generation want to take on that entire, you know, width and breadth of the Frey household? Um, yeah, he'd as as be the- able to. Yeah.
3: And it's kind of yeah. like, why wouldn't he, you know, wouldn't he, you would think he'd be like, well, you know, I can go live with... um. You know, I can go live with the Boltons, you know, I mean, that wouldn't be that weird to be moving in, you know, especially because yeah, Little Walder's, <laughs> right. But I mean, you know, Little Walder's up there, too. So he's got Little Walder, you know, Little Walda and Wal, little Walder, God, Little Walder and Walda, <laughs> <are> both, <laughs> both his kids, and they're both, you know, up in the north. So it kind of makes sense for maybe him to end up there, you know, for him to think that he would end up there.
2: Well, it's funny how his wife ends up at Derry with uh, Amy,
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can kind of see like, oh, that Lancel marriage was really, you know, they were banking a lot on that.
2: Yeah. Well, that was some pretty good luck for Merit. But he doesn't think of that here. So he, this must not have been a done deal at this point.
3: Yeah.
2: Um Or he would have been thinking. Oh, yeah. About, I think
3: they would have been like, we're moving. We're moving in and living fat on that Lannister gold. <laughs> oh, like, well, it makes no sense way through this, making this mission, you know. <laughs>
2: It makes sense how you hear about, you know, Emin basically moving in with um, the Lannisters um, back when he originally married Jenna, you know, because, like, right. obviously you would want to get the fuck away from the twins. If this, <laughs> is, the, if this is what living there is like. Huh.
3: Yeah. Right, and I mean, Emin at that time would have been second, you know, second in line most likely, too, because I doubt that, you know, Severn probably didn't have kids at that point. So you yeah. know he was second in line and getting out of Dodge
0: that brings me to the next bit because this whole like this whole a lot of what we get with merits thoughts is he's consumed with his own survival and he is worried you know because what uh, walder's uh 92 years old and when he passes it's gonna be i think every fray for themselves and um Fortunately, um, Lame Lothar had once said, they hate each other even more than they hate us. And we learned that it was Lothar who plotted the Red Wedding along with Ruse Bolton. So... How about that? Yeah,
2: that's interesting. That's a detail I had not ever really taken note of before.
0: Yeah. And the music, he planned everything. <laughs>
3: yeah. Just, like, I was just writing me. the music. Like, he's put together his party <laughs> playlist, you know?
2: Yeah, like, exactly. Him <laughs> and Ruth. And why pretty, isn't Kama you and on Roos this episode? the party
3: playlist.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> 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 and the wedding planners, Royce and Roos and, uh, Lothar. <laughs> Well, it, it kind of fits with kind of Bruce's sense of drama that he would want to really, you know, ratchet
0: well, up the he not a
2: vampire.
3: Like, come on! <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so who do you think approached who in this gruesome twosome to Lothar? Or was this all Bruce Bolton's? Had well, it been Bruce, right?
2: I, mean... I imagine Bruce approached Walder first and then it became obvious that Lame Lothar was the one who was going to do the planning, but... <sighs> I mean, who knows? I would imagine. I feel like it was probably, to some extent, Roos. I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, Roos was already plotting against the Starks long before Walder was really actively plotting against them. I feel like.
0: I think it had to be Roos because it would be too big of a gamble to approach well, one of Rob's, you know, men. With <laughs> how close?
3: So how close would have would it have been though? Um. Between him. Letting Jamie and Brienne go to planning the, you know, planning the wedding. Because we see him, he's leaving to go to the wedding. So do you think, like, he left to go to the wedding and sprung this plan on them? Or, you know, or he and Luther kind of had, like, the gist of the plan and then they were doing the details once he got there? Because it kind of seems like um there's just, like, not that much time for them to be together,
0: necessarily. Yeah, did, did he have any time? Was he ever away from the campaign, the war campaign, like, to do this mm. plotting with Lothar. Well,
2: I would imagine this would have been last-minute plotting as far as the playlists and everything. It seems pretty detailed, it's, though.
0: It's a $5,000 wedding, not a $50,000. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know they didn't put a lot of the thought into the food. <laughs> By all accounts, like, that was crap. For <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I think the key is that they they decided to betray the Starks first and then probably started formulating the plan as to how they would do that, would be my guess. So I don't know, though, because, you know, Roose certainly acts like he wants some assurances from Jamie before he commits to yeah. the betrayal, but he might have been negotiating the betrayal and still contemplating not doing the betrayal at the same time knowing Roose he probably was keeping all options open. Same with <laughs> Walder.
0: Yeah, for sure. So we learn in his younger years, Merritt had squired at Craig Hall with old Lord Sumner along with Jamie Lannister. During this time, he'd been captured by a woman, the White Fawn. He'd also caught the pox from a camp follower around this time <laughs> and shortly after took a blow to his head, which to this day is the source of his crippling headaches. So uh, are we all feeling sorry for Merritt? Yeah, because he's pre- feeling was. pretty sorry for himself. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, you, you know, know I wish would... about the headaches without, like, feeling <laughs> oh, like you're getting a headache, so, you know, like, it's, yeah, like, yeah. That that's total migraine. yeah, but I mean, we also know that didn't, you know, wasn't he trying to bully the other squires and that's what put I was say. to him?
2: yeah, I would feel sorry for him if it weren't for the fact that Jamie basically says he was an asshole even as a kid. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> that he was a so, bully to the other squire. They were actually yeah. together because
3: I, w- I forgot whether they were, he just referenced as a, like, sort of a peer, but so
2: they were in the they, same. They, they were both squired in the same house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Amy sure. was a little bit younger, but yes. Oh man, that must have rubbed it in too.
0: <laughs> yeah. They're probably um. roomies. <laughs> Well, yeah, just the fact that he's reminiscing on it, like he couldn't, he he was totally showing up and overlooked, like that's the whole thing is he's got this massive chip on his shoulder and everything about his life has sucked and has always sucked and will continue to suck. (laughs) Well, (laughs) you get the
2: feeling he was born with the chip on his shoulder, I mean, just being the house fray.
1: Uh, I mean, this this Mm. was his chance to get out of the the twins and become a knight and everything and it totally went out the door whenever he got kidnapped by the the fawn and he gets those headaches so i mean you know it's it's like you know in high school you know the jock that football injuries some football injury (laughs) you know he's kind of like that and it's like he's stuck in a dead-end job Mm -hmm. you know at home (laughs) with his fray family and i mean (laughs) he's he's hating life he's like the al bundy of westeros (laughs) yes (laughs) <laughs> oh my
3: god, and gatehouse Amy is so Kelly, and <laughs> little Walder is... Oh my god.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so uh, after he was brought back to Lord, Wal- uh, Lord Walder was none too pleased with Merit, and I just, I have this tiny section that I picked because I just like the writing, and it was, it's kind of a funny, sad passage. Merritt's luck had only got, grown worse. His father had managed to make a good marriage for him. Somehow he wed one of Lord Derry's daughters back when the Darys stood high in King Aerys's favour. But it seemed as if he no sooner had deflowered his bride than Aerys lost his throne. Unlike the phrase, the Darys had been prominent Targaryen loyalists, which cost them half their lands, most of their wealth, and almost all of their power. As for his lady wife, she found him a great disappointment from the first, and insisted on popping out nothing but girls for years. Three lives... Three live ones, a stillbirth, and one that died in infancy before she finally produced a son. His eldest daughter had turned out to be a slut, (laughs) his second (laughs) a glutton. When Amy was caught in the stables with no fewer than three grooms, he'd been forced to marry her off. To a bloody hedge knight, that situation could not possibly get any worse. He thought until Sir Pate decided he could win could win renown by defeating Sir Gregor Clagane. Amy had come running back a widow to Merritt's dismay and the undoubted delight of every stable hand in the Twins. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Good for Amy.
3: Good for her. Don't you kind of want to meet Marissa, like his youngest daughter? Because, I mean, his kids yeah. in the world of phrase, like, we actually know. You know, we know Amy. We know... Isn't Is Amy the one that's like hawing Jamie's fake yes. hand that Jamie's like, does you know I can <laughs> feel that? <laughs> but then, you know, Fat Waldo's yeah. kind of a gas and then, you know, Little Walder's like just a little sadistic prick. So I mean, he's got like some interesting kids.
2: Well, and his <laughs> wife is pretty interesting. I oh, mean, yeah. I mean, Jamie kind of likes his wife.
3: Yeah. Jamie likes like anyone with anyone <laughs> with any amount of sass at that point.
2: <laughs> anyone sassy with a brain, Jamie
0: likes.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so now that would have been quite
2: a plot twist.
0: <laughs> oh God! Oh jeez!
2: <laughs> no, but seriously, like they do seem like kind of, his 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 kids, like his nuclear family, does seem kind of like the fun group. I mean, like I'm not I saying mean, little
3: Walders, kind of you know, he's not really fun, but
0: you know, Fat Walden and, and Gatehouse funny, are great. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> So Merritt thought his luck had finally changed with his glutton daughter Walda when she was chosen to be Ruse's bride, but Lord Walder scoffed and replied we'd have had the same alliance at half the price if your little porkling had put down her spoon from time to time. <laughs> <I just laughs> never miss a God. moment to be insulting. Just like waiting. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Insult his kids and grandkids. It's
2: just like who's oh. Walder Frey to be fat shaming people? Like nobody <laughs>
0: So he learned Merritt's part in the Red Wedding. Um, he was assigned by um, Lame Lothar um, to get the Great John Umber shit faced, a task he failed at, and uh, Great John drank enough for three men but was still able to put up a decent fight.
2: Oh. <laughs> I love this. Like, your one job as the house alcoholic is to get somebody drunk, and you can't even get that done. <laughs> <laughs> But I
0: love that that was someone's one job. Like, your job is just a drink. Okay. You know what I thought of reading this? <laughs> is I think we did this in uh, the one of the RPG episodes, right? We were trying to get, yeah. it was Eon's wedding. <laughs> yeah. And we gave, <laughs> yeah, we, <did> <laughs> we gave Kama that job. Oh. Trying to get that
1: guy
0: drunk. She was our merit fray.
2: (laughs) Did she get it done?
1: God, really? No. no. Kind of. (laughs) of. She got
0: herself (laughs) drunk. (laughs) Oh, Oh, poor Gama. (laughs) So he arrives at Old Stone's thinking this took um this task will win him good his good graces with ryman and he will not get cast out when he is heir. he dismounts his headache worsens and for the second time he thinks he should have just turned around and drank the gold away no 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 peter pimper <laughs> will be heir. he reminds himself and he continues to follow the sounds of music he finds an outlaw playing a wood harp and asks um, who asks merritt if he's brought the gold and merritt Turn, when he turns, he sees that he is surrounded by outlaws. Merritt asks for Peter and then Beric Dundarian. The singer tells him Dundarian was needed elsewhere. Merritt demands his nephew once again, and the outlaws take him to where Peter Pimple has been hanged.
2: Um, I love how Thomas Evans just keeps all these grudges about people
0: who don't hire him. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, Merritt is in disbelief as they bind his arms behind his back, and he begins to beg for his life, telling them Walder will pay double for him. Um, they don't think Walder would be stupid enough to fall for their trap again. Instead, they want information on Sander Clegane. They want to know if he was at the wedding, and Merritt, you know, stammers out pretty much no, not that he knows of. The singer replies, pity, up you go. Merritt pisses himself and begs for his life, telling them he has children. And, um, one of the responses he gets is the young wolf never will.
2: Oh God, this whole thing. I mean, it's like, you know what this reminds me of is like watching your, your cat play with a mouse and you're just like, get it over with you asshole." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like they're just toying with this guy and it's like just kill him if you're going to kill him you like def- don't, don't yeah.
0: torture him. You definitely get I the did- sense that this is like something they've they've been doing, they're oh, enjoying yeah. it. Yeah. And they're going to continue. One thing I didn't it.
3: remember though was the amount of intelligence they're trying to get about the Hound and Arya though. So I mean, they
1: mm-hmm.
3: you know, they clearly knew enough to know that it was possible that they were at the Twins or near the Twins. So I mean, they're kind of you know, they're getting cl- i mean it, it's kind of as maddening because you know you see Brienne unwittingly getting close to Arya and then you see that the brotherhood you know had a pretty fair idea of of where she was and you know if under different circumstances if they could have pooled their knowledge at all they probably would have gotten her before she went to Braavos
0: hmm. yeah uh,
2: another close call thanks george
0: asshole <laughs> Well, that was, I was going to save this one for aft, like for later in this, uh, recording, but I was thinking, do you think maybe it's a hint that there's somewhat of Catelyn Stark left in Lady Stoneheart? If this is something she's striving to find information about, like she's still thinking about her daughter? So it gives I I some- don't hope.
3: I don't know that it's generated by her, though. You know, I think Mm. it could have been from, I mean, you know, Beric Dondarrion had enough feeling for Kat and for, you know, probably Arya and for the justice of what was happening. You know, he brings her back to life. And, you know, I assume that Harwin is still around and, you know, some of these other people might have had some kind of investment in you know, in Arya and the, the Hound, too. So but, there's some sort of appeasement. I don't
0: know that when we get that, ex- when we get the chapter with Brienne and, you know, it's all about Sansa and she's, you know, stroking the sword and looking at the sword and uh, kind of weighing if, I I mean, I'm like totally just reading yeah, into it. Yeah, is she thinking yeah. about Sansa and how true is this story? Is she thinking about her daughters? <laughs> I
2: mean, maybe, well, one of those... maybe that's,
0: you know, oh, go ahead.
2: Okay. I was just going to say, it's one of the biggest philosophical debates in fandom, really, is how much Catlin is left in there. Um, because one of the, one of the kind of overriding questions, you know, you kind of look at Barak and like what you're saying, like Barrack continues to be kind of like a photocopy of himself each time he's brought back. Okay. Um, where he kind of loses some details and everything, but y- you kind of get the sense that uh, in essence, he's still the same person. Um, there's something about the fact that Cat was brought back after being dead for a couple of days that was a problem like thoros refused to to revive her he clearly thought he could have but he didn't think it should be done <clears throat> because that would be bad and uh so when she's brought back and she's just this you know creature of vengeance unlike barak who kind of at at his core remained himself even if he lost details of himself and and you know some of the essence of who he is and you know clearly was starting to despair toward the end and probably is why he committed suicide by passing this flame on to Catelyn um you know I kind of get the sense personally I don't think I think I think what you what you see in Lady Stoneheart is the the most lasting impressions in Catelyn's mind in death basically like the most important things that are left so yes I think she is concerned about the welfare of her children but I think she's lost so much nuance of herself. Does she, you know, is it the same caring that it was? I mean, who knows? She's so quick to condemn someone like Brienne, who she knew fairly well. Um, it makes you wonder if even her relationship with her children would be the same as she found one. I mean, is mm-hmm. she focused on them? Yes. But, like, if confronted with one, what would it be like? We hopefully will never know, but...
3: Yes, it definitely feels like a tormented, like a, like a spirit, like a, like the last thing they thought of is torturous, you know, experience. So, yeah.
1: Right before she died, she went crazy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. She had a, she had a a psychotic break. Well, and you know, there's a lot of debate about this. There are people who will make a case that she's very much still the same person. I, I don't see the same person. I mean, you know, we just have read it clear through Catelyn and it's like the Catelyn that we know. I mean, while she did have this bloodthirstiness within her, it was always you know, tempered by, um, her compassion. She does have compassion for people and, you know, she, she does care. Um, even when she, even when her, you know, like rush to judgment kind of, kind of, you know, rises up sometimes she, she can get past it and kind of try to give people the benefit of the doubt once in a while. So, you know, I, I, I don't think what we're left with with Stoneheart is really Catelyn anymore. Yeah. That's my personal belief.
0: I don't know I and I would I would maybe throw it out there that we don't really know for certain because with the way she's treating Brienne she's treating her as somebody who's betraying her and I've got a feeling she does not suffer people who betray her very well after what she's no. been through right.
2: That's true but can you imagine anybody who was around for Brienne for more than 5 minutes thinking that they would ever betray someone they'd sworn an oath to? She would ever do that? I mean like how could you know Brienne at all and think she'd ever betray someone she'd sworn her allegiance to? Mm.
0: I mean, Would I guess me, be my counter. Maybe that's why she mm. trusted her enough to cut her down.
1: Yeah.
3: I mean, to me, I kind of feel like Kat lost her soul at the red wedding. You know, she lost her soul when she you know, when Rob died and then she, you know, killed Jingle Bell. Like she lost mm-hmm. her soul killing him. Mm. And you know, we're left with this creature. Maybe they have some memories, maybe they have some knowledge, but they don't have a soul. They don't have like the thing that makes them a human being anymore, which mm, again, yeah. like Jesus George, like you you know you kill her with her thinking, basically, all of her children are lost when they're not, and then you do this to her, like God, I mean just yeah, has he been more i mean he's has has he been more cruel to any other character?
2: I don't know that he has, it is one of the coolest things he's done is what he does to cat.
3: Yeah. And I just, you know, I think, you know, that to go back to the show, I, I think Michelle fairly, really, to me, you know, her, her cry and kind of her blankness at the end of that episode is, you know, cat losing her soul. I mean, I think that was her interpretation of it. And that, Kind of how I yeah. interpret it too. She could have pulled off a good uh,
2: Lady Stoneheart.
3: Oh, she sure could have. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm still holding on all that. I Just because I want to see that so badly. <laughs> like, 2019, when the last <laughs> episode yes. rolls around, like there'll be like credits, then like a minute <laughs> like, of blank, and then there'll be like Stoneheart, yes! and then clicking, Yes! Oh. <laughs> That'll be the spin off. They <laughs>
2: keep
0: pinching yes. it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the of Lady Stoneheart,
0: at <laughs> yeah, oh, the game ball. Oh man,
2: Campbell. it's so funny. Anybody who's like come to Phantom in the last couple of years would have no idea how much of a, a rift the the non Stoneheart like reveal at the end of season three and sees of season three oh, and yeah, season man. four. Divided fandom. I mean, like,
0: yeah. I remember when I was seeing, like, nooses everywhere during season five. I'm like, I think it's hinting at her. I think it is. Uh, (laughs) Oh, fucking idiot. (laughs) The
3: titles of the, you know, the titles of the last episodes of those seasons. You know, season three, it's Misa, Mother. Yeah. Season four, the children. Season five, it's Mother's Mercy. Like, you know, I know that D&D are huge trolls, and sometimes that really pisses me off.
0: This one, I kind of am delighted by I swear to God, we could get an episode this season called like Stone Art, and it still wouldn't have fucking Stone Art in it. That would be hilarious. Not,
3: not do that, like seriously. Why wouldn't you name the episode Hardest
2: Stone just to fuck with people? <laughs> you probably fucking will,
0: you bastards. If you're
2: listening, do it.
0: <laughs> okay, so merit. Tells them that the realm was laughing at them, and it was their right to get vengeance. It's war. Many of their own died too. Rob's wolf killed four wolf hounds, and the kennel master's arm was torn off. And the reply he gets is so you served his head on Rob Stark's neck while both of them were dead. Said the yellow cloak. And then, does Merritt ever start to sing? And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to read this last bit. <clears> to <throat> oh, do. "'My father did that. All I did was drink. "'You wouldn't kill a man for drinking.' Merritt remembered something then, "'something that might be the saving of him. "'They say Lord Berwick always gives a man a trial, "'that they won't kill a man unless something's proved against him. "'You can't prove anything against me. "'The Red Wedding was my father's work, "'and Ryman and Lord Bolton's. Lord rigged the tents to collapse "'and put the crossbowmen in the gallery with the musicians. "'Bastard Walder led the attack on the camps. "'They're the ones you want, not me. "'I only drank some wine.' "'You have no witness.' "'As it happens, you're wrong there.' "'The singer turned to the hooded woman, milady. "'The outlaws parted as she came forward, "'saying no words. "'When she lowered her hood, "'something tightened inside Merritt's chest, "'and for a moment he could not breathe. "'No, no, I saw her die. "'She was dead for a day and a night "'before they stripped her naked "'and threw her body in the river. "'Raymond opened her throat from ear to ear. "'She was dead.' Her cloak and collar hid the gash his brother's blade had made, but her face was even worse than he remembered. The flesh had gone pudding-soft in the water and turned the color of curdled milk. Half her hair was gone, and the rest had turned as white and brittle as a crone's. Beneath her ravaged scalp her skin. Her face was shredded skin and black blood, where she had raked herself with her nails. But her eyes were the most terrible thing. Her eyes saw him, and they hated she don't speak, said the big man in the yellow cloak. You bloody bastards cut her throat too deep for that, but she remembers. He turned to the dead woman and said, What do you say, my lady? Was he part of it? Lady Catlin's eyes never left him. She nodded. Merritt Frey opened his mouth to plead, but the noose choked off his words. His feet left the ground, the rope cutting deep into the soft flesh beneath his chin. Up into the air, he jerked, kicking and twisting. Up and up and up. Oh, oh my gosh.
1: I have to ask, just, what was everybody's first reaction to reading this? This is so know, fucking cool. <laughs> I was like, I remember the first time I read that, I was like, so excited. <laughs> yes, thank <laughs> you. I was like, yeah, she's back and she's going to kick those asses. <laughs> the Hang them all.
3: Cares, I, hate <laughs> See, normally I, I never
2: did like, like it. I did yeah, like
3: it. Yeah, it's like, uh, character back from the dead. Like, I just, you know, meh. I didn't like Even it in once. the beginning but then it grew on me. I don't know why, but <laughs> I don't know. And I think, you know, reading it now it's just like, oh my god, how the hell is Jamie going to get out of anything when she heard, you know, she literally hears Roose Bolton say Jamie Lannister sends his regards. Oh, like,
2: man.
3: you know, oh, she's a witness
2: to that. Yeah. We'll never know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> True. For all my words about, you know, Jamie's eventual no, no, no. death, like, it's never going to happen. So he's like, on the bright side. Problems. They'll live forever. He's <laughs> yeah. like
2: Schrodinger's cat. We'll <laughs> never know.
3: They have <laughs> sex forever. They're <laughs>
0: yep. lost in the Riverlands forever. Yeah. yeah. But 1,000%, you do not want this woman as your enemy. <laughs> this um. is terrifying.
2: <laughs> right.
1: Maybe Jamie took, um oh wait, Brianne took Jamie to that Ireland with the butterflies—they're no. over there now. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. What? No. I and mean, they just let Pod die? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, screw you, you Pod. You can't, you can't have everything. So someone's got to be the Cabana boy. <laughs> oh, or Pod. I don't know what's worse. <laughs> I have to ask, so this is just like kind of going back to Chicky. You said that, um, Barrick and and brought her back is kind of like a suicide. Like it was his own way to commit suicide. Is that uh, well, established I mean, he, or is he, that just your thinking?
2: That's just the way I look at it. I mean, he did commit suicide in bringing her back. He gave her this, you know, whatever. How does Thoros put it? Like the flame of life within him or something like that? That's in great. passing it on, yeah. he did commit suicide, and he did choose to do that.
0: Um, I, was that his sole motivation, just to end himself? Or No, I think he wanted to
2: save her, but, I mean, you know, <laughs> she was two days dead. He didn't need to do it at all costs. Surely he's had several people die around him that he would have rather not had, you know, so die.
0: Why, why did he? Like, what what would motivate him? Well,
2: I mean, I think it's a combination. I do think that he was sick of living. I mean, you get that impression. That, you know, that the scene... It's an Arya chapter where he, he says, Thoros, are you my, mo- are you my yeah, mother? That's
3: like one of the most heartbreaking, like lines in the books, to be honest, too. Like yeah. just, yeah. Ugh. You know, how and, he couldn't even remember, you know, he wouldn't remember the girl he was supposed to marry's name. And you know, just mm. his humanity was gone.
2: Right. And I, I'm sure that he is upset that they lose Arya. Um, you know, he, he is in his way despite, you know, the outlaw junk. Trying to be relatively true to the mission Ned sent him on. And so I think he just sees it as a way to make amends to the Starks, I think. Um, but you know, it's definitely, it is suicide. I don't know how,
0: how off <laughs> to call it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's clearly not thinking straight though, because that's pretty gruesome. He can't anymore <laughs> to do that to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> okay. Um, so that's. That that's the end of the episode is there any parting shots or thoughts comments
2: oh god i mean
0: what a wild ride at the end of at the end of this book again
3: you know mm-hmm. when you read these chapters sometimes you just can't help but like read some of the other chapters around it and you know this one comes you know right off the heels of basically little finger kind of confessing to the you know confessing to being behind everything that started the war and you know, knocking lies out mm-hmm. the moon door, and then this, you know, it's just right. whoa, not a good day for the Stark girl or the Tully girls.
0: Yeah, I mean, and the irony that you know he's the reason this happened to Catelyn in a lot of ways, right? The one woman he supposedly loves, he's entirely the reason yeah. it happened. He did her. this I mean, to her. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Love sucks. I guess that's the overall. <laughs> <scene>. <laughs> No, but, you know, it's funny. We started this Catelyn journey. I mean, obviously, part of our intention was just to get some Jamie and Brienne content, you know, for the for the podcast. But I really, I mean, I already liked Catelyn, but this really did give me more appreciation. I mean, she's just such a complicated character. She's Not black and white, you know, this is the kind of woman that I love to read in fiction. I mean, she really, she really is a complex, like, real person in a way. And Mm -hmm. I do appreciate that she exists. (laughs) On the other hand, this has been, like, so emotionally draining. (laughs) Like, the slow... Like slide downhill, especially <laughs> in the last two books.
0: And I'm the asshole that came in at the beginning and the very end. <laughs> so.
2: I can't I mean, believe we're you... going from this to Tyrion, you guys. What are we <laughs> thinking?
3: <laughs> I think we were thinking that the show would start again before we ever had to do a stance chapter. Yes. This is what we're thinking. <laughs> Damn you, people!
2: <laughs> oh,
3: um. It's funny, though, because I I think I was, like, excited to read her Game of Thrones chapters and kind of get into the beginning of the story. And actually, in retrospect, her Clash chapters are the best by far. (laughs) At least they were to me. Like, that whole plot, her whole plot in that book was what really grabbed me. And that was kind of a surprise.
2: Yeah. Well, there's good action in those chapters.
0: Yeah. Did we get a, a a question that kind of centered around our feelings about Kat as a character?
1: Yes, we did. We got an Anon on Tumblr, and um it just says, has rereading Kat's chapters changed the way you feel about Lady Stoneheart? No. No?
3: <laughs> a little bit. Like, I wasn't a big Stoneheart fan, and I liked it. I like it better now, having seen all of the foreshadowing and- along the way. Like, I hate that he did it to her. Mm-hmm but I can accept it
1: more. Yeah. I've gotten a better understanding of, from doing this reread of how she got the way that she is now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've always loved it. Um, I think reading this epilogue though, and I hadn't read it in years, I'll be honest with you. I kind of, I don't know. To me, there seems to be a, a sliver of hope that I think, I think there's maybe a little more Catelyn in there than we think than we're led to believe. So.
3: I don't know. You might want to go back and read Brand's last Feast chapter.
0: <laughs> I think that's for show. <laughs> ah, she's,
2: she's, she's playing hard.
0: Yeah, she's, she's, she means business. H- hanging 10-year-old kids. Yeah. But her motivation, well, okay, yeah, that's not so good. <laughs> but we don't know. We don't know what the end of that was. Yeah, that was well, no, we, we, know know know, we, know,
2: we know Pod lives, but she was killing uh, him
0: yeah but she let him live that's not stone heart that's a bit that's a bit of a squishy heart
2: <laughs> a little, little inner inner core
0: a yeah, soft inner.
2: <laughs> why do
3: you guys think that she has such a hold on the brotherhood like why do they obey her she's fucking creepy. like would yeah. you trust <laughs> <process woman? laughs> this woman she's this woman you know she's, she's a, like a killer. she's a half dead 30 something woman who can't talk Probably can't, like, does she need to eat? Like, how can she eat? How can she, you know, how can she function? And, you know, it's not like she has any, she should really not have any control over them, yet mm. she
0: clearly completely does. I think they want to mm. be there, because it's like, it goes back to that cat and mouse thing Chicky was um, speaking of. They they seem to enjoy doing what they're doing, and this is allowing them to do yeah. what they want to do. They're just kind of, they're well, assholes.
2: <laughs> and it gives them a weird kind of legitimacy in doing it. Um, I mean, I think, I think some of them, you know, I mean, certainly like Harwin and stuff, you've got people who are stark loyalists. Um, and, you know, I mean, they were loyal to Barrick, and Barrick thought that this was worth doing. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I'm personally of the opinion that, that we are seeing fissures in the Brotherhood yeah, without I mean, Banners with the Thoros gone. thing. Yeah. yeah like
3: well, and Ange, or Ange, Ange, well, I
2: don't, I don't think he, I don't know that they're gone, gone. They're just off doing something else. They're on other missions, I think, aren't they? In Feast. I don't, I don't know that do we that. know
3: for sure. Do we get a number? Like, do we ever get a number? Like how many people is it 50? Is it a hundred? Like how many? I, don't
2: know. Is Arya I wonder saying? about
3: that. I always think it's sort of small, but I never get a sense that it's more than a hundred, but I don't know.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I very much doubt it's more than 100, yeah, it's for a hundred, the, especially the later, points, but they
3: no, might I mean, gotten more people too.
2: Yeah. Well, and I think you too, you've got, these guys are outlaws at this point. They've got yeah. to continue to live it out as outlaws. They don't really have a choice anymore. So they gotta follow somebody, I guess. What else
0: are they gonna do, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Well,
2: and you know, never, never forget that whole weird nobility peasantry dynamic where they're just so, you know, it's just so ingrained in them to follow orders from mm. nobility, even undead, unable nobility. to speak. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. Yeah, it's a weird pull. She's—I can tell
3: she's saying, "Give me all the money." <laughs> <laughs> Like, they don't even know what she's saying.
0: <laughs> oh, gosh. She, she says, I get that. to sleep by the fire tonight. Yes, that's what she said. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Extra portions for Lem tonight.
2: <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> she's just
3: glaring
1: at him the whole time. <laughs> I
2: know. It's like, what
0: do you do all day? Like, what do you do? She's just like, it's like, what do you do? I beat, assume right?
3: she... Well, doesn't she eat? Like, doesn't how would she eat, be alive if she
0: doesn't Isn't that
2: the rumor? Well, don't eat, don't sleep, just, oh, gosh.
3: So she's a vampire, too? <laughs> she's a zombie. A zombie. I'm kidding.
2: She's, she's a, zombie. a zombie.
3: But Beric eat ate, right? Did he? I don't even remember. Did, Did he he? they go to the he? bathroom,
2: <laughs> then? <laughs> oh, my God. That Of course we'd get there.
3: <laughs> <laughs> See this is another one of those questions though that if you did ask George, he might answer maybe awesome. it depends <laughs> on
1: how long they've been dead before they're brought back, you know, if they like if their bodily
3: functions, yeah <laughs> right, so I mean. This lady Stoneheart go to the bathroom. <laughs> does John? I mean, John does, right? We I mean, do I don't yeah. know if it's uh,
0: Do we know that? We don't know that. We John don't know the
1: foot. The king you. who
0: does not shit. <laughs> this
2: is this is peek.
0: Close the door and
2: come
1: here, right here.
0: This is what we provide. <laughs> Take that, Radio Westeros. <laughs>
3: like physically how could she eat with
1: like a slit throat oh, like wouldn't maybe <laughs> she not- has one of the brotherhood like hold her her neck flap together <laughs> oh my god how's that
0: oh god they would have to like give her mushy stuff too right like <laughs> like do the-,
2: do the mama bird feeding or something <laughs> <laughs>
0: eat the
2: first you. let oh, me chew that for you my lady <laughs> here's your walnut
0: paste <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, the one
3: of
0: them, who was it? The one that came up had the great, oh gosh, in the description. Oh, <laughs> oh okay, yes yeah, somebody, if you ever get a chance to ask George, <laughs> please ask him <laughs> this. Oh,
3: does Lady Sternhart go to the bathroom and how does she eat? Does somebody <laughs> hold her, what did you say, if
0: neck flaps together? <laughs> is there like a neck flap holder and who is it in the brotherhood who's designated that job
3: oh, stop it i feel like the- he would actually be delighted to answer that question because it's
2: something he could
3: answer
0: He would
2: be probably would be oh god
0: okay are we ready to wrap this up i mean that's a winning note to go out on i think <laughs> it's one hell of a note I feel
2: like somebody should have wrapped it up about five
0: minutes. <laughs> right, that'd be my job, sorry. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so uh please send us in um some questions or messages. Uh, you can do that at close the door and at gmail.com. You can do that at Close the Door and Come here dot com. You can follow us on Twitter at door support us on Patreon, please. Um and please take the time to like, review, subscribe on all the listing platforms out there. Um, <laughs> add us to some list before yeah. a lot comes. Uh, recommend us. I want to be like surfing or surfing the webs, seeing us as recommended podcasts and not with the, <laughs> not with the opening line. I'm not a big Jamie and Brianne fan, but this podcast <laughs> is pretty good. <laughs> or,
3: or any kind of qualifier. About being all female.
0: Yeah. Oh God, yeah. But they really seem to know their stuff. <laughs> Fuck you, We're chicks. They that's seem real. to know. <laughs> yeah, Wonder Woman's doing very well, and it has a woman director. That was insulting yeah. to me in a way. You know, like it's like this is news. I know this is a bit of off topic. <laughs> no, not at all off topic. Um, to me, I, the fact that that's like a footnote to anything is ridiculous. Yeah. No,
2: what year is it?
0: Ugh. Okay, <laughs> the year of our Lord,
2: twenty seventeen, and Donald Trump is president. That's <laughs> what.
0: Yeah. yeah, I feel like I'm living in the wrong timeline. Like something happened, and like Yes, <laughs> it's the darkest <laughs> timeline. This is. The <laughs> and then, okay,
3: I just have to say, since lot you're Canadian, I did see something online today where, in contrast to our president, um. Justin Trudeau literally was kayaking, turned his kayak to go over to this dock to talk to this nice Canadian couple about their concerns. While he was kayaking,
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean he's adorable. <laughs> oh, he's I mean, I, of, I don't mean he's to he's the pod of earth. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's kind of like salt in the wound, eh? Like <laughs> A, he even got an A out of me.
2: What's <laughs> <laughs> doing? Your Canadian performance today.
0: Yeah, My, my favorite thing to do is to, uh, like, uh, share Justin Trudeau <laughs> clips. And just, like, share them in the Skype. Hey, look what... Yeah, J- it's good to have you back. <laughs> what JT's up to. <laughs> so it's DT up much to. PM is. <laughs> uh, what's next for us, anyway? We'll give people something to look forward to. What are we doing now? So we've got a
3: bunch of exciting episodes coming up. Thank you for asking. Um... <laughs> We are next week. We recorded a special episode of Door Podcast Trivia. And when we post that episode for your consumption, we actually have created a trivia game so you can play along with it. So we'll link out to that.
1: Cool.
3: And so- um, we will be doing a couple episodes still previewing season seven of Game of Thrones. And then we have two episodes that I think we're all kind of super excited about that we've already recorded. Um, basically, they're designed to take the two parts of our fan- of our listeners, the Jamie and Brienne fandom, and then the greater Song of Ice and Fire fandom, and offend them both.
2: So <laughs> we just want to piss off ah, everybody, and we're going to so, do it.
3: Yeah, we have an episode um, entitled Jamie and Brienne Canon versus Fanon, and then we also have an episode entitled We Hate the Books Too. <laughs> so, oh my God, I'm sensing a theme here. <laughs> So, it'll be an explosive June
0: and July before Game (laughs) of Thrones season 7. Heating it up for the summer. (laughs) Yep, no, we're heating it up.
2: (laughs) And it is heated, too.
0: And as we all know, season 7 is looming upon us, so I think we'll be taking questions and preparing for that as well. So, send stuff in, please. All right. Okay, thank you, everybody. This was really fun. (laughs) Yeah, it was. I quite enjoyed this. Okay, closing the door. Get out.